2: studios in midtown manhattan it's the fastest growing radio talk show brian kilmeade
0: hi everyone welcome to the latest moments of the brian kilmeade show glad you're here president Biden will be delivering a big message today talking economy good luck with that defense secretary austin hosts a hour on a bilateral meeting with the german defense minister uh, we'll discuss that and all the, the developments over the past weekend and what it means now as the Wagner Group is officially in exile in Belarus, uh, along with Prashogin. So we'll talk about that in a matter of moments with a guy that really knows what's going on in the middle of things. Uh, he is Ambassador uh, Volker, and Ambassador Volker is going to be with us. Kurt Volker, the former ambassador of NATO, former United States Special Representative to Ukraine Negotiations. And then John Levine will be here at the bottom of the hour, New York Post writer. He's on television right now developing the latest on the Hunter situation. What brings me to the big three?
2: Now with the stories you need to know, it's Brian's Big Three. Number three.
3: Not a lot of trickle down from my parents' kitchen table when I was growing up. So we're changing. We decided to replace this theory with what the press is now called Bidenomics. I don't know what the hell that is. But it's working.
0: Binomics, you you coined it, you rolled it out. Is it Joe's ticket to re-election? He thinks so. Well, he'll start to sell it today. You tell me what you think.
4: Number two, but because the public is really smart, my numbers went up every time the radical left, Democrats, Marxists, communists, and fascists indict me. I consider it a badge, a great, great, beautiful badge of honor and courage. Job
0: yeah, 2024, uh, Trump trouble on tape, but nothing but good news on the polls, as the former president shows, added strength among Republicans. But can he gain with nonpartisans, independents, undecideds? Well, look at the race.
5: Number one. If this was any other person, they likely would have already served their sentence. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers.
0: Is this unbelievable? That's Gary Shapley. What's app, Hunter? Yes, another message off the app shows not only unsavory activity, but actually shows millions of dollars that went to the Bidens, and more revealed on what the Chinese client got in return for the family favors. Even the New York Times having trouble bearing this corruption uh at the White House, and the President goes mute on this, and so does the White House go mute on this. One of the most fascinating things I've seen in quite some time uh, was with the series of events that took place um, in Russia as the Wagner Group uh, rolled within 175 miles of the capital. Now the Wall Street Journal has a story that broke about an hour ago that Prashogin, uh, who is the head and founder of the Wagner Group, the, their military mercenary organization, was going to capture the Russian military leadership. And he was going to do it in Moscow, but he didn't get the momentum and the cooperation. So as much progress as they made, they were convinced by the Belarus President Zelensky that he was going to, uh, it was going to be a bloodbath and he was going to get squashed. So now he's in exile in Belarus. What does it mean for the war in Ukraine? What does it mean for the region and the future of Vladimir Putin? Let's bring in Kurt Volker, former U.S. Ambassador to NATO. Uh, Mr. Ambassador, welcome back. What is your take right now of these new revelations about what was about to take place on Saturday?
6: right well, hey Brian, thanks very much, and great to be with you. Um, I'm not surprised um, for months, uh, Progosion had been complaining about the military leadership. Uh, He was saying that um, they were throwing people to slaughter, that the effort to invade Ukraine was a mistake. They weren't supporting the soldiers in the field. They weren't giving him the ammunition he needed. So he was ranting against the military leadership in in Russia for a long time. So no surprise that that's what he was targeting. And he's even said that himself. It wasn't a coup. He wasn't trying to overthrow Putin, so to speak, uh, but he was trying to change the the leadership. Uh, All that being said, uh, Putin was in charge, and this thing happened and it showed that he was not able to control it, not able to prevent it, makes Putin look very, very weak. The other thing I would say is that this happened because Russia's war in Ukraine is failing, and people in Russia are starting to see it and they're starting to blame each other, and this is the result of that. Uh, So as much as we are seeing now Putin in charge again, Efforts to rein in Pradozian, maybe they'll try to kill him, maybe they'll try to arrest him. Uh, But it has exposed a fundamental weakness both in the leadership in Russia and in their war effort.
0: So it was this guy, General Zolotov, who was tight with the head of Wagner, and they wanted to maybe team together. And Zolotov said, you know, don't do this. So when it became clear that something was going on and they were going to disband the Wagner group, uh, because of their constant criticism, saying the war is a mistake, there's no Nazis in the Ukraine. Everything mm-hmm. that you've been saying and I've been saying from day one, of course the war was a joke, but you never know what the Russian people believe. So they're like, okay, we'll dismantle this group. And he says, no, I'm going to come back and I'm going to uh, I- I'm gonna take over the military. But where's Vladimir Putin no. in all this? He's not named in it, he's not targeted in it, but he couldn't stop
6: it. Right. But he's, he's, the you know, the, the, um, the empty suit at the top of the feeding chain here. Um, he's not able to stop it, as you said, didn't prevent it. Now he's trying to play cleanup. And even in the speech that he gave in response to all this, he still looked a little shaken. He did not look like he was a guy who was fully in charge.
0: So what does this mean for the war effort? We know there was about 50 rockets sent over the weekend to say, hey, we're still here. Um, We know there's a few brigades that have been engaged in the counteroffensive. I assume that's tactical on your end. But what does it mean for the war effort?
6: Well, let let me uh, spend a little bit of time on that because it's really important. People expected this counteroffensive to be sudden and dramatic and and just going to retake territory quickly. That's not what we should be expecting right now. What the Ukrainians have been doing is probing the Russian defenses place after place on the front line forcing them to spread their forces, seeing how they react, seeing how they move. And even in the course of that, the British MOD estimates that we've taken about 300 square kilometers of territory that they didn't even expect to take right now. Also, those early kilometers, the first 100 meters, the first 200 meters taken, those are minefields. So getting through that is really significant as well. So I think the Ukrainian counteroffensive has gone quite well so far. And that's with a minimal with economical use of force waiting to see the right moment. Uh, I do think there will be more to come. And the defense minister, of Ukraine, Reznikov, just gave an interview uh, for Financial Times in which he said as much himself. He said, look, the main effort is still yet to come.
0: Here is uh, the former spokesperson for the U.S. mission to the United States, Hagar Chim- Chimeli. He was talking on another network about Vladimir Putin, and he was talking – oh, she, I'm sorry – Uh, She was talking on another network about the uh, Vladimir Putin's security right now. Cut 47.
7: At one moment, I said that he showed remarkable logic in his... Uh, in his conclusion, in in his ability to come to this conclusion with Purgosian, and and so I would stand by that. I don't think he's a rational actor. Um, I still think that at the end of the day, we were dealing with two crazy criminals who, who have, you know, they don't think like us, they don't act like us, but at the same time, I do believe that that what brought him to the conclusion to negotiate um, was this remarkable logic. But I also think he will absolutely exact his revenge on Pogosian since he's going to a
8: satellite state of Russia.
0: And if he's out in Belarus with, they say, thousands of men, he's not fighting. What did the Wagner Group bring to the fight that you understand that they no longer will be doing?
6: Well, the Wagner Group uh, had been the only force in Ukraine able to make any territorial advances in the last six months. The regular Russian military forces were bogged down. They didn't have the offensive capability. They were, they were laying defensive um, uh, uh, fortifications. And Wagner was the only one able to advance. They were upset with the Russian military because once they took territory, for instance, around Bakhmut, they wanted to hand over to the regular Russian military. And as soon as they did, Ukrainians started to take it back again. Uh, so with these guys off the field, and they've been off the field for about a month already, Uh, Russia is purely in a defensive mode, and as we've seen, they've already started losing ground incrementally. I think that's going to accelerate. A couple other thoughts here. You know, if you're a Russian soldier in the trenches right now and you see this going on behind you, uh, a rebellion in Russia, Prigozhin calling out Putin, saying the whole thing's a mistake and the whole thing's a failure, uh, you don't really feel motivated to stay in that trench. (laughs) You don't want to be the last one to die in a war that's going to be lost. So I think that there's a lot of soul-searching going on inside the Russian military right now. What are they doing?
0: So what do you think China's thinking?
6: Uh, China is very interesting. I've always thought that China is holding back in what it could have done to support Russia. They don't like this war. They don't like uh, Russia generally. They look down on them as a declining power. Don't take care of the state. Don't take care of the people. And now they see that Russia is actually weaker than they thought, less reliable than they thought, probably losing this war. And just yesterday, the um, Chinese ambassador in the European Union was saying that, look, they support Ukraine back in its 1991 borders, the original recognized borders that Russia had twice recognized as Ukrainian territory. Um, That's what China thinks is a reasonable outcome as well. Not surprising, because they feel that Taiwan is part of China, and they want others to recognize that. So they are taking a similar position
0: with respect to Ukraine and all of its territory. Very, uh, just amazing uh, series of events, Ambassador Volker. Uh, thanks so much. Lastly, there. Uh, Will Hurd was on the other day. Nine years in the CIA, and then mm-hmm. Lindsey Graham the day before on television. He's. They're frustrated. Uh, they said, "Get just stop worrying about escalation. This proves it. Get them the attackums. <laughs> get them the F 16s what are you waiting for? Others who I also uh, respect have said, you know, let's not make this uh, too crazy. Let's make sure they're not hitting inside Russia. Ambassador, where do you stand?
6: Uh, I'm, I'm very much in the former category here. Look, if Putin could escalate right now, he would be doing it. That <laughs> He's not holding back. He's not trying to save something in reserve so he, you know, so he sees how we act. He's not afraid of what we're doing at all. In fact, if he could do more to take over Ukraine, he would. Uh, so we shouldn't be worried about that. Uh, I also think that um, this idea that he might turn to nuclear weapons, uh, look at what just happened with Boghossian. This was actually a threat to his regime. But who would he have used nuclear weapons on, Russians? So it it's just strikes me that we are deterring ourselves mm-hmm. for no good reason. We actually ought to be helping the Ukrainians end this as quickly as possible.
0: Just get them there. It takes too long. People are dying in the meantime. Uh, And lastly, what about the nuclear plant?
6: Yeah. What about the nuclear plant inside? Yeah, on the the nuclear plant, uh, I think we should be preparing ourselves for Russia blowing up this plant. Um, They are probably going to get surrounded in that area. Uh, I think that's what the Ukrainians intend to do is cut off the forces and then try to let the Russians leave. But I would not at all be surprised if, on their way out, um, that they decide to blow up the plant, like they did with the dam. Um, that just as a scorched earth policy, uh, very much possible.
0: They do that, don't they? Poison their own people. There's this thing called wind, and doesn't the nuclear, yeah. uh, the Chernobyl aft? Isn't this Chernobyl revisited?
6: Uh, absolutely. But I, I think that this is the kind of thing that the Russians would consider doing, just despite everybody. Um, they don't care about their own people either all that much. And they would try to blame the Ukrainians for doing it. They'd say, hey, these, these guys attacked it. You know, they blow up the plant. Uh, very cynical, but I think we should be preparing for that just in case.
0: Ambassador Volker, thanks so much. Keep us up to date on how everything's unfolding over there. Appreciate it. Good. Thank you, Brian. One eight six six i will be able to take some of your calls shortly. Uh, And then we're going to continue to do. First, I'll outline what we've learned about the Hunter Biden investigation, bigger and more precise than anything I thought uh, would come out, has already come out and things are changing rapidly. Keep it here. Brian Kilmeade Show.
2: Politics, current events and news that affects you. Brian's got a lot more to say. Stay with Brian Kilmeade.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it
9: He's so busy,
2: he'll make your head
9: spin. It's Brian Kilmeade. They looked a lot at the international business dealings, but those messages deal with, uh, you know, obviously these specific deals with the Chinese companies. And these are part of the same messages where Hunter Biden said, I'm sitting here next to my dad. And the invest ask about the dad can't ask about the big guy. They're blocked from subpoenas or uh, search warrants at the Biden residence in Delaware. So those are the further angles that were all blocked off by prosecutors in Delaware.
0: Here we go. That's Tristan Levitt. He's the attorney for Gary Shapley, who is Gary Shapley, one of the whistleblowers inside the Hunter Biden investigation, apolitical, but sees as an IRS investigator. He saw that ball being dropped and that David Weiss in charge of this investigation that Merrick Garland keeps saying is the ultimate decider was not. And he's got six witnesses to show to back up his story that David Weiss announced in a meeting, three of which are FBI guys. And I'm not making the ultimate decisions. And when they saw the the interest with uh, Hunter and these dicey business dealings, the fact he didn't file taxes for years, and they were looking into his overseas business dealings because they want to find out how much he owes, they were told, back off. Really? Back off? What do you mean back off? Told not to go into the big guy stuff, not to go into the laptop to any degree. Here's more. Cut to.
9: Yeah, he's been treated very differently. So we submitted... You know, we've we've we haven't focused a lot on that because the key thing is the information he's brought forward. But, you know, there there have been definite repercussions at his agency, which continue to this day. And so we're hopeful to see remedial action there. But Gary's point all along has been this isn't about me. This is about the information there. And, of course, Attorney General Merrick Garland has tried to make it about, you know, Gary Shapley versus the attorney general.
0: And what happened is Shapley was up for a raise and a promotion, got neither because he made it clear I'm not comfortable with this. You ever talk to an IRS investigator they're relentless and when you hire 87,000 more that's going to that's not just to focus on billionaires. And Chap by the way, two things have blown up on President Biden. Number one, the guns. Don't tell me about guns and background checks when your son just skated by lying on his form. Number two, too many people and the rich uh, the rich pay too little. They're only paying 8% on overall taxes. Well, there are write offs in this world. And when you do an investor and you go into the market, there are certain unrealized gains because they go up and down until you cash it in. You don't pay taxes on. So he goes in front of these union audiences and talks about how the rich don't pay their fair share. What about your son and you? You made tens of millions of dollars. We don't know where it is. And we're not allowed to investigate until now. So you lost two arguments. Good luck with your Bidenomics speech and your rollout as you try to get more years. Here's um, more about Tristan from Tristan Levitt on David Weiss cut three.
9: Well, there were six witnesses there, so two from the FBI, two from the IRS, and then two from the U.S. Attorney's Office for Delaware. And we've, you know, again, that that information was documented contemporaneously by Gary. His supervisor agreed in email, and so that's been what the focus has been for the past few days. But now that the New York Times says that they've independently confirmed that California also, uh, you know, uh, refused to bring charges. This this takes it away from Gary. This is it's clear now. Others are figuring out that what Gary's brought forward is the beginning of a further investigation. But it's about Weiss versus Garland and, and the substance that's there because Weiss was clearly blocked.
0: So he's blocked. And then you see the WhatsApp messages that show and reveal the Biden family dealing as he was vice president and after with our enemies and one of our enemies Is the Chinese government. Don't tell me it's a private business. It's directly affiliated with the Chinese government. Evidently, the guy they were dealing with, that CEFC, is in jail for corruption. Can you imagine being corrupt enough to be put in jail in China? Maybe it shows he wasn't corrupt. But I don't know why any American politician would go into international business with the Chinese government, where you are lining up mines to strip in the Congo and financing what I believe— is the Belt and Road program designed for one reason, to upend our interest and influence in every continent on the planet. And I'll go into detail uh, in a matter of moments about what's in these WhatsApp messages and more with John Levine, who's leading this investigation in the New York Post. one For those people who are discouraged, saying these people never pay a price, I think they're going to pay a price here. Long way to go, though. Brian Kilmeade shows so glad you're here.
2: information you want truth you demand this is the brian kilmeade show
5: if this was any other person they likely would have already served their sentence there were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses prostitutes sex club memberships hotel rooms for purported drug dealers how much did hunter biden know in taxes so from 2014 to 2019 it was 2.2 million dollars
0: And he's paying almost nothing to that. That's Gary Shapley, the whistleblower, IRS investigator. Great record and sitting down with CBS. He's going to sit down with Brett Baer tonight and expand it. Some clips are now out. We'll share it. But we're just trying to find out what Hunter Biden was doing. And don't let anyone dissuade you and distract you by saying, wait a second, he had a drug problem. Why are you mocking him or why are you jumping on him? He's finally beaten it. It reflects on his dad and the influence that he used. Uh, in order to get what he wanted, millions of dollars from other countries, while well, in China's case, clearly an enemy of the United States. Doing illegal stuff. Uh, you and I do that. You guys do your taxes lately? You know how uh, militant your accountant's been? It's because they they hired 87,000 more. Unless you're Hunter Biden, you're getting screwed. John Levine's with the New York Post, and John has been leading this investigation for the Post who, as you know, has been the forefront of this since the laptop became uh, public knowledge back in 2020. John, welcome back. Good
10: to be back. You've never deducted your prostitutes from a federal tax return?
0: I put it in miscellaneous. <laughs> but if you really drill down, I'll
10: be in a lot of trouble, yeah, John. It's, it's just crazy, crazy stuff.
0: Right. And the thing is, they do it, and they bring Hunter Biden to state dinners. They bring him to Camp David. He is mocking this whole process.
10: Impunity. Uh, Impunity, it, even in the best case scenario, he is a self-admitted tax criminal. Self-admitted, he pled guilty. And a day or two after that, or you know, a day or two after coming to that deal with the DOJ, suddenly he's at a state dinner with Merrick Garland. Suddenly he's at Camp David. Give me a break. Even in the best case scenario, why is the president consorting with a self-admitted tax criminal? I ask you.
0: All right, so these, uh, the WhatsApp text messages are damning. And what they say is they were written by Hunter Biden as he worked business deals with the Chinese energy company right there. If I cared about my future and that was my son, and I'm going to run for president thinking about it or worry about my reputation, I go yeah don't don't go with china that's a that is a direct link to the Chinese government. I know you might think they're a separate entity. they are not you're going to make me look terrible. Don't do that, but he does it anyway. in messages dated august twenty seventeen so Trump's in office. The first son pushed a $10 million, pushed they need $10 million to be invested annually into a joint venture with CEFC, China Energy Company, and $5 million proposal. Um, proposal uh, new to me and not acceptable, obviously. He said he wanted 10, not five. Some more exchanges on the WhatsApp. The Bidens are the best. This is the greatest quote ever. The Bidens are the best, I know, at exactly what the chairman wants from this partnership. What are the Bidens the best at, John? And why does the plural mean plural. so much?
10: It's not I'm the best at. It's the Bidens. So, I mean, there's multiple Bidens involved here. What Bidens are we talking about? And the Bidens are the best at doing what the chairman wants. So the chairman is a Chinese energy executive named Ye Jianming. Now in jail? He's in, He's been – he was disappeared into a Chinese dungeon in 2018, and no one's heard from him. And let me tell you right now, that guy is probably a wealth of damaging information on Hunter and possibly Joe Biden. And I'm sure, as we speak, or probably years ago, the Chinese have pumped them for him for information. And you know, what do you know about Hunter? What do you know about Joe? No question.
0: Yeah, there's no question. So what happens is they're wrestling over the fact the CEFc is going to give him five instead of ten million dollars. And he writes, Hunter tells the CFC associate, his name is Gong Wen Dong, AKA Kevin. That's a nickname. The Bidens are the best at knowing to doing what they're doing. And then he says, I'm tired, Kevin. I can make $5 million in salary from any law firm in America. If you think it's about money, it is not. The Bidens are the best. I know exactly what the chairman wants.
10: Exactly. I know exactly what I need to do. I it's like, it's like part subservience and part shakedown. Can I Can I just, like, you can't even fathom. Imagine if there was text from Trump Jr. saying, you know, and it was like, listen to me. I The Trumps know what Putin wants and we do it. Like it would just – I don't even need to finish that
0: sentence. Wouldn't, uh, CNN <laughs> wouldn't be taking commercials. It would be a firing squad at all. Tapper Top, would be on for 24 straight hours. Right. But that is – this is this is everything. That's what this is. But if you wrote it – John, if you wrote a script and they said do the whole Hunter Biden investigation and lack thereof, and when you printed that and you'd they'd say, hey, guys, where's my scriptwriter? I need to be more subtle. Nobody would ever write that right. in a text message it's lazy. It's, about influence. It was
10: lazy writing. We're, we're, you, we're one text away from a bag full of cash with a dollar sign on it.
0: So uh, here's the other thing. So the question is, all this stuff is happening, and the investigator, IRS investigators can't get to it. The international business deals are virtually off the table. All the references to big guy and who's getting paid and where they're getting the money, virtually off the table. They're focused on 2015, 2016, 2017, and 2018 tax returns, which turns to that $1.5 million, payment of $100,000. do not know how they got to that, but that is remarkably low percentage. So along the way, it turns out that David Weiss is curious about this, does think he should be prosecuted in D.C. and in Los Angeles. And in front of six people, Says I'm not really, David Weiss says, I'm not really making these calls. He tried to bring it to D.C. Matt Graves says no. And then yesterday, the New York Times confirmed that in Los Angeles, they rejected the case, too.
10: I mean we've kind of got – with this whistleblower, Gary Shapley, we've kind of got two cars speeding towards each other because someone is lying. You know, He says that the investigation wasn't allowed to proceed into various jurisdictions and that they wanted to charge other stuff and Weiss wanted to be named to special counsel. And Garland has said under oath that Weiss was given free reign to do whatever he wants. And it's a it's a crime to lie in a federal whistleblower complaint and it's a crime to lie under oath. So not only is someone lying, someone committed a crime – But I have to tell you, I find the whistleblower very, very credible. He's a career IRS man. He has no history of political involvement. And let me tell you, if he went on this limb and he just made this all up, they're going to throw the book at him. He will end up in some federal jail cell dungeon for some max sentence. You'll never hear from him again. He has a lot to lose by just going on a limb and lying. So, again, I find him very credible.
0: So is David Weiss going to put his hand on the Bible and lie?
10: I think ultimately we need to hear from Weiss. And we need to we need to get him under oath in some kind of official setting where it's like, look, I, he, he wrote a letter to the House Judiciary Committee saying that he was given you know, free reign to do what he wanted, basically confirming what Merrick Garland said. But he needs to be confronted with the facts that, that are increasingly coming out and, and asked, you know, how do you square this? And my hunch is you get to the answer through paper and documents. If he tried to be made a special counsel and was rejected, there's going to be a paper trail of that. If he tried to bring charges in different places and was and was prevented from doing so, there's going to be a paper trail. Well, the trail New York Times found it today. Let's keep finding more paper.
0: Gary Shapley was sat down with Brett. They released a couple of clips. Here's uh, the one where he talks about the Hunter investigation never front and center.
5: Between April and June of 2020, we uh, we drafted an affidavit to execute search warrant in a couple different locations, and the prosecutors at the time stated that probable cause had been achieved. But as we, we moved closer to the election, um, it just seemed like they kept putting it on the back burner and they eventually didn't allow us to do that search warrant, even though the legal requirements to execute that search warrant were met. Your
10: thoughts? You just you get a glimpse into why this investigation took six years. There was such a probing energy to, to do more, but it kept being stymied. And it, it goes out with a whimper and you hear snippets like this. It's very sad. It's if you or I had had done this. I mean, you know, people like Kodak Black, the rapper, the gun charge, 46 months he was sentenced to. Hunter gets pretrial intervention. You don't pay your taxes. Look at poor, you know, Wesley Snipes. You know, there's and there's many, many people who are in federal prison right now for tax evasion. And and, and he he will get no jail time and you will not even right. be a convicted felon. He won't, it, you you know, because he it's it's.
0: But if I'm getting, if I'm setting up 20 or 30 shell companies and I'm getting 10 million from CEFC, I'm getting how many million for 5 million, let's say from Ukraine. And then you got Romania, the Moscow mayor, you get Kazakhstan, you get all this money. Where is it? Where is it? And where can you tax it? And why doesn't he have it? Crazy. Here's more from Shapley.
5: There's still, you know, outstanding uh, tax doing owing above that $620,000 that, because of this this deal, they'll never uh, they'll never recoup. The most substantive uh, uh, felony charges were were left off the table, which would have been what? Which would have been uh, evasion for fourteen, false return for eighteen and twenty nineteen. So all left, we'll find out. I'm not sure, John
0: Levine with New York Post here, John. I'm not sure. Can you reopen his plea deal? I mean, before you accepted, you could blow it open, Merrick well, Garland. Uh, now that he knows this, shouldn't he be? Be, shouldn't he be hands on
10: now? A federal judge has to accept the, the plea deal, so that that remains to be seen. But it, it, as far as I know, they You know, Hunter Biden's lawyers say this is over. This is a done deal. So they they're very confident that this is done, and I I have not seen anything to incline me against that opinion. I I feel like Hunter is going to get away with it at least for now.
0: Yeah, but the thing is too, and and what I get to and you must get this is uh, when is someone going to pay for their crimes? It just seems like you go after Trump and everybody else gets ignored and it gets people extremely frustrated and people see the double standard and it it makes people not trust anything.
10: This will ultimately have to be adjudicated in 2024 by the American people. That's it. If Biden is reelected, I have a feeling you'll never hear about Hunter Biden ever again. But if a Republican takes the White House, I think there will be a lot of pressure for some kind of special counsel or some effort to reopen this investigation, both into Hunter Biden and to Joe Biden.
0: Yeah, it's just crazy uh, that the New York Times and CBS is now on top of this. So looking at both these things and the fact that Joe Biden will not sit down for an interview, he will not do a press conference, took one question with the India prime minister, will not have his press secretary answer a single question, yet you want to get reelected. I just don't see those things at one point you have to sit down with Stephanopoulos, Chuck Todd, or somebody if you don't want to sit down with Brett Baer.
10: If he was a lame duck president and he was going off into the sunset, maybe you can get away with that. But he is going to have to face the music sooner or later. And I'm sure that's a discussion that's currently ongoing in the White House.
0: Here's what Donald Trump said yesterday. Cut eight.
4: Joe Biden is a compromised president. And that's why nothing happens with China, because China knows how compromised he is. They have full control over our president. Given the millions of dollars his family has received, it's no wonder Biden doesn't seem to mind that China has opened military installations. This is not even believed. In Cuba.
0: Four. I in mean. K- where we have Gitmo in right Well, Miami 100 miles away.
10: That Chinese businessman, Ye Jianming, who's in a Chinese prison. We don't know what he knows. And he's there. They've got him. He's a, he's, he's a major intelligence asset for them. I, I don't I mean obviously former President Trump is being a little hyperbolic, but we don't we don't know how compromised President Biden could be. That's but, part but, of the problem.
0: You know, I'm just thinking, John, out loud. Do you remember when President Biden was a candidate and he was asked in a town hall about China? He goes, Come on, man, they can't even eat our lunch. Yeah. So what did he know about China? Was that really his a take on China? Or was that something he was prepared to make his policy? That's don't just- worry about China, they're a partner. Not an yeah. opponent.
10: Yeah, Come on, man. A malarkey. I love my son. It, these are just dodges. I mean, you, there has been a very weirdly tepid, feeble response to Chinese aggression. It, like, look at the spy balloon. We They knew about the spy balloon. They weren't going to tell anyone about the spy balloon because they didn't want upset relations. And then we only knew about the spy balloon because someone in Montana just saw it.
1: Mm-hmm. And then they had
10: to admit there was a spy balloon. Oh, but there was actually a few spy balloons. And And then we visited... You know, Xi Jinping, anyway, in, in Beijing just, just Thanks for week. the meeting. Beg for the meeting. So, I, it's, you have to wonder these very feeble responses to overt aggression by China. And again, we don't know the extent of this alleged compromise, but it makes you ask questions. And you
0: can contrast it with so Trump was saying some things that were always complimentary towards Putin, but what did he do? Pressure NATO to pay more against Russia. Yeah. NATO, everybody. If, you, if they're really a problem, start playing your 2%. Number two is stop Nord Stream 2. How dare you want me to protect you while you have – you're going to be on the crack pipe of natural gas and oil of cheap, of of uh, of Russia, and you're going to build Nord Stream 2, let alone Nord Stream 1? They're both blown up
10: now. Remember when Chuck Grassley said that there were tapes of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden in the possession of the CEO of Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company, and that was like a one-day story, yeah. and then we just never heard about that again? and that this is apparently something that is in an FBI document that comes from a confidential credible FBI source and there was just zero interest from the media from from Democrats from just many quarters of the of official you know DC to look into that further and that is that is so much more that's essentially what they spent years accusing Trump of and it's right there and it's and this is not a steel dossier this is an FBI File is from a confidential source. It's a very credible accusation, and we just, we just we just move along. Nothing to see here, right? Right.
0: Right. So you you know they would say with they said. I was tough on uh, uh, Putin. He also said uh, that this whole uh, um, nuclear missile treaty you're, you're cheating. I'm blowing it up. Let's redo it. And Biden went back in and said Nord Stream is almost done. Leave it. And then he went back in and said let's go to the old nuclear agreement. And by the way, Vladimir Putin has since ripped it up.
10: Yeah. I mean, look, Trump said. Some things about Putin and about dictators in general that were way too friendly. But the fact of the matter is Putin didn't invade Ukraine when Trump was president. And he did invade Ukraine when both Obama and Biden were president and And, when George W. Bush was
3: president. And the rockets
0: virtually stopped from North Korea. Right. While we did some things that were uh, eyebrow raising, but saying he was a good guy and he's a friend of mine, which he's a terrible guy. He's a butcher. But if the president's big picture is I don't want a nuclear war with North Korea. So, right. so watch what I do. Uh, don't get caught on what I say.
10: Right. It's an actions, not words situation. So,
0: John, best of luck. you got a lot to work with. Thank you. When's your next column?
10: Uh, we come out every, the online on Saturday, paper on Sunday. Gotcha.
0: John Levine, New York Post. Thanks. When we come back, your turn. A lot to discuss. one 866 we will have it all. Brian Kilmeier.
3: China is going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. Giving you everything you
2: need to know. You're with Brian Kilmeade. From his mouth to to your your ears, ears. it's Brian Kilmeade.
4: In New Hampshire, we have a 47% to Sanctimonious with 13%. And by the way, he's holding... He's holding an event right now, which is considered not nice, you know, because candidates go through. It's not really nice, but he's holding an event right now to compete with us. There's only one problem. Nobody showed up.
0: So he is uh, angry, uh, is President Trump at Governor Santos for even running. He did pick up two points. He's now got 19 percent just for DeSantis. But uh, Trump is at 48 percent over in New Hampshire. And it looks like uh, Chris Christie's a solid third with 6%, but that's way down, obviously. Trump is still ruling the roost. They are all hoping, it seems like now, if the polls are reflective, truly reflective of people's sentiments or Republicans' sentiments, they are waiting for a case to break against Trump and a conviction to come down. Uh, These indictments to work forward, for him to be stuck in court, for revelations to come up that will separate himself from most Republican party. And so far we haven't seen it. But I'm not really being critical of the way Nikki Haley's running her campaign, or Tim Scott, or, or Ron DeSantis. I mean, little things, like Ron DeSantis, for example, not taking questions at a town hall after a speech, a mistake. You can handle it. It's not as if it's one of your weaknesses. A lot of times when these actors or business people uh, form these teams and try to get into politics, they shy away from taking questions because they're so easily tripped up. Ron DeSantis, he excels at this stuff. Like John McCain would would say... Fill up my town hall. Just make it 50% people that aren't going to vote for me and 50% that are. So I get some real questions. I do good at that. And I think Ron DeSantis should be the same way. There's a little bit of a ramp-up time. But I just think that Trump seems to have the best team he's had so far and the most positive message to date. But I just think any time he's talking about his cases, I think it's terrible for him. But when the news talks about his cases, guess what happens? Nobody talks about the rest of the field. And that helps Trump. Such an odd time. Such an odd series of circumstances. You have comments? BrianKilme.com. Click on comments on my website. I'll get to them. Thanks so much for listening to Brian Kilmead Show.
2: From Hyattop, Fox News headquarters in New York City. Always seeking solutions, never sowing division. It's Brian Kilmead.
0: Hi, everyone. Brian Kilmead here. Don't uh, Thanks so much for listening. We come to you from 48th and 6th in midtown Manhattan. Heard around the country. Heard around the world. I know we're getting closer and closer to the 4th of July, and many of you... Uh, are getting pumped up for the weekend, but this news is so riveting. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so lucky to be able to cover it uh, from what's happening over in Russia. We're getting more on the Wagner Group and what they planned on doing. They plan on actually going after the Secretary of the Army and Secretary of Defense, their version, and going after basically the hierarchy. No mention of Putin. When no one joined them, the Wagner Group found themselves close to the capital, didn't know what to do, and neither did Vladimir Putin. What a mess. I just hope it breaks our direction when it comes to the war in Ukraine, David Bonson's here, uh, founder, managing partner, chief investment officer with the Bonson Group. We're going to go inside the Trump campaign, uh, excuse me, the Trump campaign, as well as the Biden re-election effort. And Carol Markowitz from The New York Post, uh, she has this new book out, Stolen Youth, How Radicals Are Easing, in, Erasing Innocence and Indoctrinating a Generation. So let's get to the big three
2: now with the stories you need to know it's brian's big three number three
3: not a lot of trickle down from my parents kitchen table when i was growing up yeah. so we're changing we decided to replace this theory with what the press is now called bidenomics i don't know what the hell that is but it's working
0: well you should know what it is named after you is it joe's ticket to re-election he thinks so we'll discuss
3: number two but because the
4: public is really smart my numbers went up every time the radical left democrats marxists communists and fascists indict me i consider it a badge a great great beautiful badge of honor and courage
0: and now with these tapes out it's not going to help trump trouble on tape but nothing but good news in the polls as the former president shows added strength in new hampshire but can he gain with nine partisans for with undecideds we'll look at the race
5: Number one. If this was any other person, they likely would have already served their sentence. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers.
0: What's app, Hunter? Another message off the app shows not only unsavory activity, but it actually shows millions of dollars went to the Bidens, the Bidens, plural, and more revealed on what their Chinese client got in return from the family. Even the New York Times is having trouble burying this corruption scandal. Uh, with me right now is David Bonson. David, do you think that the mainstream media outlets like CBS covering the whistleblower, like the New York Times today, buried in I think the the twenty six uh, paragraph, are going to be forced to look at the finances of the Biden family once and for all, where they they were
11: actually protection racket in twenty twenty. I certainly think they should. Whether or not I think they will, it's a tough bet to make. These people have had an incredible resilience at getting away with their uh, lack of integrity. A lot of help. It, well, and 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 there, there's a whole entire ecosystem behind it. So, no, I I think that uh, more and more will continue to have to come out. But unfortunately, I think people are going to hear about this more from alternative media than they are going to be from New York Times and CBS. Well,
0: you're good at putting together uh, big money deals. When you put together a big money deal, don't you have to bring something to the table and expertise?
11: Uh, of course. And and that's the way free enterprise works. People have to produce goods and services that meet the needs of humanity to do deals. Having layers of entities, LLCs and corporations, that stuff doesn't have to be nefarious. The problem here is, as you point out, Hunter didn't bring it to the table except for what? Everybody knows that no one's denying it. Hunter was there because they wanted access to his dad. The question is whether or not they got access to his dad. But that Hunter was selling at least pretend access to his dad is not even up for debate anymore. All right, let's talk about what they were going to run on. Starting today, it's going to be Bidenomics. They want to embrace the brand
0: like Reaganomics, only the exact inverse. They're going to build from the bottom up and the middle class
11: out. Is that an economic principle that you've ever heard of? No, but I don't think that they have a real principle at play here. I think they have a political messaging and three and a half percent unemployment usually gets you reelected. So the low unemployment is the good side. The bad side is that could change because they seem determined to put us into recession. They seem determined to tighten credit enough, uh, I think, very misguided policy from the Federal Reserve. Part of me, when I hear this stuff, thinks that they know something we don't know from the Fed. Because they cannot have this kind of confidence on an economic message next year and believe the Fed's going to hike two more times.
0: 33% approval rating when it comes to the economy. I don't care what what group you go with, Gallup or Reuters. This is where he's
11: been really for a year and a half. If it was just about unemployment, it would be 66%. But can I make a point? Look at what happened in the midterms. They also won basically every close race. So they don't favor well. But in the they economy. ran on abortion. Now they want to run no. on the economy. Well, that's the point, is that uh, the economy generally is a huge message and the culture war issue is a huge message. I think they're just banking on trying to go in a personality issue on the candidate. So,
0: David, listen to the expanded definition of what Bidenomics is.
3: I'm pretty sure you saw it in your home. What I saw in mine, not a lot of trickle down from my parents' kitchen table when I was growing up. So we're changing. We decided to replace this theory with what the press is now called Bidenomics. I don't know what the hell that is. (laughs) But it's working. Let me tell you what it's about. It's about building an economy, literally, not figuratively, from the bottom up and the middle out, not the top down. Because when the middle class does well, everybody does well.
11: Go ahead. Look, uh, income uh, wages have grown for lower income people, but that started under the Trump administration. That started with corporate income tax cuts that resulted in higher wages for low wage earners. Uh, Low uh, wage, excuse me, wage growth has continued in this administration. I don't think it's because of their policy, but they'll try to take credit for that. Unemployment's low. Uh, I just think that comment you started with has got to be addressed. It didn't trickle down to my kitchen table. Why not? It trickled down to everyone else's kitchen table. What do you think for and five percent real GDP growth in the 80s and 90s was doing. Of course, it trickled down. That just isn't true. Uh, and Joe Biden seems to me to be a very successful, wealthy man. So I'm pretty sure things trickled down just fine for him. Right. Uh, he's talking about his parents. But I'll tell
0: you what, the thing, main thing is, too, is that if you really want to resonate, you got to do what Trump did. And that is talk about bringing manufacturing back. Talk about bringing these jobs back. We got to start making things in this country. Yeah. And the, I think you could absolutely run legitimately run on on decoupling from China and de risking
11: first. And what's interesting is if he had political courage, he would point out he hasn't changed much of that stuff. They didn't get rid of the tariffs. They haven't really altered a lot of the actual policy side, but he can't say that because then he has to give credit to the predecessor, right? So he's in a a tough position there politically. I think that the unions all backing him is shameful. They know he is not a good president for blue-collar workers. However, they have a partisan loyalty with the Democratic Party, and that needs to be broken up. Uh, the real economic message will come down to both Republican and Democrat. For 20 years, they've spent like drunken sailors. They've grown the size of government, and someone has to pay those bills. And that is not what anyone wants to talk about in an election, including President Trump. That we have He doesn't want to talk about Social Security, Medicare, but we have $32 trillion in national debt, and economic growth is half. Half of what it has been for seventy years. So which yeah, we have, we're growing about one percent now right yeah and it's average one and a half percent but from World War II up until the financial crisis it was over three percent and that's net of inflation.
0: So he says once the American people get to see everything he spent on, you know, with the uh, indu- with the Inflation Reduction Act, comically named, mm. uh, with the infrastructure, when they see that. That's going to be the boon he's looking for. That's what he wants to bring attention to. What's well, your thoughts?
11: Well, he'll need to run for president then when he's ninety, because most of the spending of that um, crony infrastructure bill is over ten years. So he'll have to run for president when he's ninety. Which at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they plan to do. What about just the
0: principle, uh, the principles of economics? When you say you want to build from the bottom up, that that's
11: socialism. Well, it also, need- it's kind of, actually. I think it's incoherent. What does it even mean? You said I, it from the bottom up and the middle out. Um, Look, bottom up, it it just isn't true. You don't mean that people at the bottom end are going to create the jobs. You mean people at the bottom up are going to get the jobs that are going to come from entrepreneurs, which means risk-takers, which means you need a culture of risk-taking, and it is top-down. And there's nothing wrong with that. It isn't class warfare. You're talking about people that have capital are willing to invest into a venture to build something new, and they hire people to do it. That's bottom-up and top-down. That's what classical free market economics is.
0: Kevin Hassett weighed in. He's a key guy. He came back twice with the Trump administration, cut 36
10: I think that the one thing that Bidenomics has so far accomplished, although it's not really uh, credit to them, is that we haven't fallen off a cliff yet. Uh, But if you look at the data, you can see that it's getting really, really close to the cliff. And so there's this thing called the Warren Act, where uh, companies like Ford have to give you 60 days notice if they're going to have large scale layoffs. And the Warren Act warnings are the highest we've seen since the Great Recession, you know, back when Ben Bernanke introduced quantitative easing. And initial claims for unemployment insurance have started to go way above 250 and sort of stay there and that's another sign that we're about to sort of drop off the edge
0: so your thoughts you look at those numbers too
11: yeah we're at 260 on weekly unemployment claims the last three weeks and uh, i do think it's possible unemployment ticks higher but 3.5 going to 3.9 isn't going to get a lot of attention the main problem is we're not growing You can't have corporate profits stagnate. You can't have new job hires. You can't have a lack of business investment into new projects. It's that low confidence. That's the part I loved most in the Trump administration. 2017, small business optimism flew higher. Okay, look, I work in public equity markets. I'm a professional money manager. There's 3,000 publicly traded companies. There's 3 million small businesses. So so what you need right now, I don't – if Facebook's firing 10,000 people, I mean I, I hope they all get new jobs. Most of them will. It's small businesses. It's family businesses. That's where the heart of the economy is, and I don't think Biden has any message for them. I don't want to say we need a president to run the economy. I think presidents always get too much credit and too much blame, but they bring it on themselves by doing stuff like this, bragging about everything. Ultimately – uh, Kevin Hassett, by the way, is a good friend of mine. is exactly right. It hasn't fallen off a cliff, and that's what they're trying to run on. That's a weird message. Vote for us. We didn't fall off a cliff. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to put that in the bumper <laughs>
0: sticker. I'm not sure he's going to make this feast today. But he's got to go out and he's going to sell it, and they were embracing it yesterday. I don't want to bore you with a very uh, stale delivery of how many times they said Bidenomics and what they're going to run on. But I also think it's it's pretty evident that the people don't feel confident, and in talking to the Trump people, they said the thing that's underappreciated about what they did was regulation. They said they they did they were more proud and surprised by the results of the cutting
11: of regulation. David Bonson, you're in the real world. Did you feel it? A hundred percent, and I wish they said it more because I actually haven't heard it a lot from President Trump, but I have heard it from some of his economic people. Deregulation was the biggest thing. The other thing they don't get enough credit for was repatriation. Uh, they it, were they th- thought it was going to be a trillion dollars that came back, and it ended up being 1.6 trillion. Of course it was. By cutting the corporate rate, people no longer said,
0: I have a financial – it's in my best interest to have my company located outside our There's borders.
11: There's no reason for companies now to have incentive to go uh, domicile in Ireland when their corporate tax rate has come down to 21 percent here. It's highly competitive. So they had to pay a tax hit to get cash back. They paid it, and then that cash moved back on shore, and it was hundreds of billions more than even the Trump people expected. And I think that's a big part of why unemployment's still so low, that you had a COVID interruption. But now as the economy had to kind of return to some normalcy, we're still living off of the capital of some of the good things done in 2018.
0: So a couple of things uh, before I let you go. China and the electric car, I'm reading all these stories about they're about to dominate the way the Japanese did in the 80s supposed to roll out these efficiency small cars. And number two, I just noticed that Ford, who's been forced to get into the electric car business, is laying off another thousand. I think last last year, last summer, there was even more than that. Yeah. Ford is making this transition, but it's leaving the combustion engine behind. So, what, can you give me an idea where we're going with cars?
11: Well, first of all, I think what you said is interesting about how Japan had led in the 80s. And then what happened? Japan fell off a cliff, right? We always over worry about some global uh, country overtaking us. And then it turns out that they have other internal problems, hold them down forever. I do think, though, that our own regulation, our own attempt to get both state and federal government in the midst of all this is totally screwed it up. Market forces will work for whether it's going to be combustion engine or electric. It's the government getting involved in it that has distorted signals, incentives. We need to let the market work here. So also,
0: do you find it fascinating that GM and Ford have cut a deal on charging stations with Tesla? Because we have money aside to build our own that would have been incompatible. So instead, Elon Musk says, I had an idea. Let me, let's go cut a deal. So he cuts the deals with the big three. We have money set aside to build our own. So again, free market. That's right, exactly right. And, the, and I know the, he was subsidized, but still.
11: Yeah, but but look, he was subsidized for the electric uh, battery for the charging stations. I don't think he got subsidies there, but they built an infrastructure that has not been able to be built elsewhere, and with government money coming in a year later, there's absolutely no expansion of that
0: uh, ecosystem at all. So when you, when you uh, talk about what's happening over there, and I watch Jamie Dimon go over, I watch Elon Musk go over, I watch Bill Gates go over, and some other lower-profile but impactful CEOs, right before Blinken
11: begged his way in that bothers me am I being naive well it's tough to talk about in a quick amount of time I think that we right now have a very distorted conversation in our country about a relationship with China I think that we have too often over the last seven years on the right gone back and forth between an economic nationalist message and a human rights message. And I want to talk down a straight lane as to what we believe our policy ought to be, what we believe about free trade, what we believe about open markets. Do we want capital going back and forth when China doesn't let capital go back and forth? It's complicated, and we can't pretend like it's all one side wins, one side loses. There's a whole lot of nuance to it. You're not being naive, but I do trust Jamie Dimon going to China more than I trust Anthony Ah, good point. Uh, Dave, thanks so much. I
0: appreciate it. Always oh, great to come in the day that the Bidenomics gets rolled out because yeah. I'm tingling because of the excitement. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, Dave Bonson, thank you. Back with your calls in a moment. 1 866 408 Don't move.
2: Thanks for making the Brian Kilmeade Show the talker's number three most important talk show in America. 876. Eight, How much higher can we go? sky's the limit. Lift off with Brian Kilmeade. A talk show that's real. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show.
0: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Just, just, just in. I want to share this uh, audio with you. Finally, the president doesn't want to give interviews, but you can yell something to him. Here's what he said about Russia and Vladimir Putin. So here we go. It's
3: hard to tell, but he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. He's losing the war at home. And he has become a bit of a briar around the world. Uh, It's not just NATO. It's not just the European Union. It's Japan. It's, you know, it's 40
0: So he's losing the war in Iraq.
12: I know. So Putin's doing pretty bad with that war Right. I didn't
0: know he lost the war in Iraq. Uh, That's very interesting. So no one even corrected him. And, of course, the chopper in the background. I mean, this guy. I mean, look at all the major events you want to talk to. Plus, you're running for reelection. Why aren't you taking questions? Because he doesn't you know, have to. Well, now he's in trouble. Now every now he's going to have more than just Fox asking about Hunter, and he's getting more. So now it's in trouble. Or he's got to have a pat answer. We did an investigation have a plea deal? We talked to him. Had a problem, whatever. Uh, I don't look at what I don't look at that gossip. I keep my I keep my nose to the grindstone. I'm, I got a lot to run in this country. And the wait for the Russia question, but how is he going to go
12: for another two years, not taking any, not taking any questions at all? I mean, if the I don't RFK is giving a run for the money in the polls, like are they going to let that go? I don't know.
0: I don't know. He's he, he, I mean, they the evidently Democrats hate him.
12: True. It's but, hard
0: for them to hate a Kennedy, but they do. Yeah.
12: Well, do you think we're going to see some videos of Biden working out, doing push ups and bench presses? I don't think it's possible, but nope. they would
0: love they would have loved to have answered that because I guess he does pride himself on being reasonably fit. According to the FBI book, remember he likes to get totally naked and jump in the pool in front of the in front of the secret service.
12: I don't remember that passage, but clearly you remember it vividly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stay out of this. Carol Markowitz when we come back on this and so much more. She's from Russia,
2: by the way.
3: She's from
2: A radio show like no other. It's Brian Kilmeade.
5: This started when my immediate supervisor, who was both an English department chair and a writing program coordinator, she emailed me, and I can read you uh, the exact quote. She said that your intentions don't matter as an instructor. This person wrote, racism is in the results if the results draw a color line. So as an instructor getting that message, you're being told that, Students race matters and if there's any kind of deviation from race to race in students performances, that's going to come back on you and you'll be assumed to be a white supremacist.
0: And that's a Penn State professor who was fired now suing because uh, he claims he was forced to teach that the English language is racist and the embodiment of white supremacy and take classes showing his uh, inherent bias because he happened to be the ugly misfortune of being born white At Penn State, this guy's name is Zach Piero. That's part of what uh, Carol Markowitz has written about in the New York Post. When she talks about education overall, you have it at the highest level and then you have it at the lowest level. And low is a great word because we're scoring low in math and scoring low in English. The results are less, yet the money is still pouring in. Carol Markowitz joins us right now. Uh, Carol, first off, I, I don't know how well you know the Penn State story. Were you struck by a relative mainstream Pennsylvania legendary institution pushing this on professors?
13: Hi, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. I, you know, I wish I was uh, surprised by it. I wish this struck me in some kind of way, but it really doesn't because I think that this is where we've ended up where people now openly say you can't have varying results. Um, You can't, you know, in any kind of way, obviously you can never um, discriminate and that's, that's good, but you cannot have the results be different for people of different races. And the thing is, and, you know, I've written about this overall, but the problem begins in elementary school. It begins in middle school. It doesn't begin in college. um are we're, we're really, um black kids lose out on an education when they're treated differently than white kids. And that begins at a very young age. And that begins in the terrible schools that they're forced to go to because they live in areas without school choice. And then this extends into college. So I wasn't at all surprised. I've seen this happen for many years in many different ways. It's just that it's happening a lot more in the open now.
0: And you talk about the math scores being the worst in 30 years and minority Mm -hmm. kids suffering the most. And you call this a basically a five alarm fire. Uh, and That's right. and then the front page of the New York Post today, which is you know re- indicative of other major me- metropolitan areas, says that they're going to focus on demanding that teachers give kids two to five minutes just to think. <laughs> really, just to think. We have forty uh, percent of the student body with way too many missed days. We know thirty-six percent right. of the kids are on math grade uh, math level on their grade and forty one percent are reading at this at the right level when it comes to English in schools, yeah, and that's the focus from the mayor
13: that's right, and what's so funny about that is. Three minutes of breathing, like it's not that I'm opposed to relaxing behavior for children. Fine, if the breathing would do anything. But these kids are, the other problem that we're having is this obesity epidemic. These kids can use three minutes of running. They could use three minutes of jogging around the school. They could use a- any number of things that would actually help them learn. But three minutes of breathing, it sounds like somebody made this up in Hollywood and passed it along to the mayor. Like, hey, you know, it would be a great idea if, if children in schools had three minutes of deep breaths every day. And this mayor is just so susceptible to advice from out-of-touch rich people that he just passes it along to our schools as if this is going to help anything.
0: Right. Uh, We also have a situation in New York where they're going up to the the pizzerias and saying, Uh we are going to shut you down and close you up if you don't change the way you're cooking pizza from uh, coal (laughs) and wood Uh, to something different. It's a $20,000 investment, unfunded mandate. You work so hard to try to get Mm -hmm. back to even after the pandemic, when you told everyone to go home and stop working, 50% have not come back. And then you decide, let's crack down on pizzerias, which by the way, they got this new coal technology that burns clean. So now you got to go invest in this and you got to tell people that that's important. It's insane
13: like they've solved all the other problems and now they're they're dealing with this minutia. I think none of this is going to help the climate. I mean, John Kerry flies around in his private jet telling people how important it is to fight climate change. That's far more damaging than any of these pizza ovens. There's a story in the Post today about how you'd have to burn a pizza oven for like 800 years to, to get to where John Kerry is on his private plane. And so, you know, I, I very publicly moved to Florida. One of the only things that I really miss about New York is actually the restaurants. (laughs) I think that food in New York is amazing, but yet these restaurants are targeted for destruction by the officials in New York. It's not just pizza. You know, the other thing that they're doing now is um, they're going to be forcing uh, an $18 an hour wage on delivery drivers. So I have restaurant owners in New York who tell me, you know, it's one thing to have $18 for delivery drivers, But the restaurant owners say, how am I going to get a busboy? How am I going to get a dishwasher? They're all going to want to go be delivery drivers. Nobody's paying them $18 an hour. So it's just this restaurant, just world in New York, is being destroyed by people who have never owned a business, who have never had a real job, and who don't understand how owning a business or running a business in the city works.
0: And I I just uh, one other thing that I just want to bring up on this, and that is the benefit of charter schools. And Mm -hmm. there's money for it. There's buildings to be uh, filled up. There's minority families dying to do it. The results, uh, according to a Stanford study, are beyond reproach. And it gives you 16 hours extra of school a month for these kids. So they get additional school. They get more discipline. They're more diverse education and better results. And New York won't do it to the degree they should because teachers' unions put these Democrats in power. Put kids last.
13: Yeah, they don't care about kids at all. It's all about what Randy Weingarten and her counterparts at other teachers' unions want. And that's in the piece that I wrote for the Post. I call them the arsonists who are pretending that they're the firefighters. They're not. They don't care about kids at all. They don't care about kids' education at all. You could draw a direct line from schools under the influence of these teachers' unions and the poor performance and the fact that they stayed closed for so long during the pandemic and, and how influenced they are by the teachers' unions. And you have in areas where teachers' unions have a lot less influence you have better results you have schools that stayed open more during the pandemic and you just have a general sense that you know kids are being put first that they aren't an afterthought in their own schools
0: uh you were born in russia mm-hmm. uh, i don't know have you a family there but you might have a sense of the culture yeah. when we were watching those tanks and uh, and those on, on flatbeds and mm-hmm. that wagner force between four and ten thousand moved to moscow what are your thoughts
13: I just, you know, I don't know what to believe in that story. None of it makes any sense to me. Why did he turn around? Why was he going in the first place? It just, all of that just, you know, I've always said, every all news out of Russia is should be taken with a large grain of salt. I just, they know how to manipulate our news agencies. They know how to tell the story that they want told. And I just think that I, I don't really know what happened there. And I, I know every, everybody on Twitter is an expert now um, in Russian, you know, relations, but I, I, I can't get a sense of what the point of that operation was or what it really means. Well, the Wall Street just,
0: Journal says that they, they, he's going to take a move against the current generals in charge because they yeah. were looking to disband Wagner, but he didn't get the support he wanted. They stopped short. Now he's got his group over in Belarus, and they're being placed on right. a base there, which is crazy.
13: Yeah, Right. But why would they want to why would they want to get rid of Wagner and if he's assisting in Ukraine? It makes no sense to me. I mean, that that was the the, what he was saying publicly and in in his like little clips that were posted online that were saying that these generals were opposed to him. And I just I don't know. I I find it really hard to believe. And I'm not really sure what's going on there. And I'm worried that we're getting some some real fake news from Putin and his friends.
0: I mean, do you remember living there?
13: No, I came when I was a little under two. So my oh, okay. first memories are of being a refugee in Italy. That was the stopover point. Because, you know, Brian, it used to be that you couldn't just get on a plane and come to America and, and say, hi, I'm here. Let me in. <laughs>
0: I heard that. Those are the good old days. So the the other big story in Florida is the president's the documents. Now the president's moved to Bedminster mm-hmm. in New Jersey yeah. and caught on tape saying what he was saying. That is now out. I don't hear anything from Robert Hur's investigation of Biden. And there's a lot. I mean, it could be right. anything could be Iran Contra to the latest with Hunter. And why was Hunter there where the Corvette yeah. was, where the documents were? So now we're getting more and more about the Trump investigation when he's told not to talk about it. We get more leaks right. about it. Here's his, one yeah. of his attorneys, Alina Haba, cut 13. Twenty seven.
1: I can tell you who hasn't done any leaks and who has
7: been listening to everything the judge said. And that's Donald Trump, who President Trump was told by a judge he can't talk about any of the evidence. So explain to me how then evidence is being leaked the week that Hunter Biden is getting indicted or or misdemeanor charges for things that he should have been going to jail for. Let's be honest. And if it was a Trumper would have gone to jail for. But nobody talks about that. What do they want to talk about? Trump, 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 submarine. Oh,
1: I know. Release a tape. Release a tape saying what? That the Presidential Records Act allows a president to declassify documents. He is the only person that has the power to single-handedly do that. That's what the tape says.
0: Your thoughts about what's happening there and the pressure the the former president's under?
13: Well, I think, obviously, it's not at all a fair you know, comparison, obviously, Hunter Biden's getting away with everything. Um, you know, I, I have to disagree with a lot of the right where they say that news is being released to cover up Hunter Biden and, and keep him out of the news. I'm not so sure about that. I think, actually, the Biden administration is showing that they'll protect Hunter at all costs. Hunter shows up at the at the event at the White House two days after the story breaks. Um, and I think that that's a sign that they're saying we're not going to be ashamed of him. We're going to show him. Off. We're going to let him come to the White House and, and show that we, we stand by him. And all the the leftist media that is pointing out what a great father Joe Biden is, that's the coordination to me. It's not that they're trying to plant stories so that we don't pay attention to Hunter Biden. They're saying we're going to stand by Hunter Biden and we're going to make this all OK. And that, to me, is really just what totalitarian regimes do they make sure that people know that membership has its privileges and that people in the in group and people who are close to the administration get to do whatever they want
0: all right Carol markwitz thanks so much appreciate it
13: thank you so much brian thank you
0: you got it and uh pick up her book uh, it is now out uh it is uh called uh, stolen youth how radicals are erasing innocence and indoctrinating a generation you listen to the brian kill me show i'll get to your calls in just a moment so glad you're here
2: Expanding your knowledge base. It's the Brian Kilmeade Show. The more you listen, the more you'll know. It's Brian
5: Kilmeade. I documented exactly what happened, and it doesn't seem to match what the attorney general or the U.S. attorney are saying today. Shapley provided lawmakers this
3: contemporaneous email he wrote after an October meeting last year. Shapley says Weiss told him the opposite, that Weiss is not the deciding person on whether charges are filed. It was just shocking to me. Shapley, who is still working for the IRS, told us that even before President Biden took office, he was directed to avoid leads involving Hunter's father.
5: There were certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them? We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to take them. That's correct. So, which is pretty
0: amazing, because when they said before President Biden took office, that's with... Uh, We know the attorney general at the time, William Barr, and we know the president, Donald Trump. I don't think he knew any of this. Can you imagine Trump saying, yeah, let's not follow the let's not follow the trail because Trump just got himself in trouble sending Rudy Giuliani over to Ukraine to follow that trail?
12: Yeah, I mean, it is an interesting point. Um, I mean, has Bill Barr explained that before? They were saying there might be some procedural things in place that would have made it difficult.
0: For him to find out that the FBI had For, authenticated a laptop about a would-be presidential candidate?
12: I think regarding the IRS, the, um, the IRS investigation into Hunter. But, um, I mean, I don't recall hearing Bill Barr on this issue specifically. I know a lot of the times, though, he does say he can't speak about things.
0: Right. I wonder if he would comment on that. Uh, here is uh, some of the things that Hunter did expense. Cut six.
5: If this was any other person, they likely would have already served their sentence. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses: prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers. How much did Hunter Biden owe in taxes? So, from 2014 to 2019, it was 2.2 million dollars.
0: <laughs> wow! Right, and how much did they, they end up to having? Say, owe taxes on 1.5, and they gave him told him to pay 100 thousand dollars crazy uh let's find out there's more to know
2: more to know invest in premium american whiskey as it ages the older it gets the better it gets and the more valuable it gets go to caskdeeds.com that's caskdeeds.com to learn more paid for by spirits capital corporation here you go
0: eye-popping pay uh for these interns Who are back at Wall Street, applications for internships at Citadel and Citadel Securities. Ken Griffin's firms were up to 69000 last year, plus 65%, after the medium wage jumped to $120 an hour. Why does it matter? Layoffs in the tech industry mean college grads seeking high-paying gigs view banking as a better bet than Silicon Valley, which probably is not good in the long
12: run because we need some innovators, entrepreneurs staying on the cutting edge, right? I would agree with them. Could you imagine making one hundred and twenty dollars an hour as an intern? I, I don't even have, make it as a
0: as a professional person. Not in college.
12: <laughs> it's true. they say they might get other benefits as well, like signing bonuses, stipends, and corporate housing. But what would they actually do as an intern of impact? I mean, they probably. I mean, you're making connections. You are learning. Oh, a it lot. helps the
0: intern, but how are you helping the company?
12: um they're then be able to recruit some top talent right you get the good internship and they like what you're doing they're going to sign you to work there full time when you graduate
0: guess so next more than 8000 us flights were delayed or canceled due to severe storms disruptions from air travel continued tuesday for the fourth day with more than 8000 flights canceled mine was delayed ultimately canceled i was supposed to go out to do the shoot for fox nation i couldn't do it yesterday and the thing is united is blaming the faa and the faa is blaming united FlightAware showed that on Tuesday, more than 6,500 uh, flights within, into or out of the U.S. were delayed. Uh, more than 1,900 were canceled. But this is what drives me crazy. The United CEO, Scott Kirby, blamed the FAA after a severe storm led to thousands of his canceled flights. So I'm frustrated that the FAA frankly failed us. He said, we estimated that over 150,000 customers in the on, on United alone were impacted this weekend. Uh, we all, And then... The FAA came back and says, we will always collaborate with anyone seriously willing to join us to solve a problem. What, what are we missing here? Is the FAA overregulating, overcrowding? Because Trump weighed in on this, too. Said even private, you can't get out of our airports anymore.
12: Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, um, the United CEO also said it's because the FAA had staffing issues. And it was you know it, it um, hurt their ability to manage air traffic. So oh, yeah. Something needs to be done. I'm wondering, You know, no one's blaming Buttigieg in this.
0: <laughs> yeah, here we go again. Yeah. Uh, the FAA, uh, where are the air traffic controllers? Next, all planned expeditions to the wreck of Titanic canceled after what happened with the deadly sub last week. The Explorers Club told the Post he says of no plans still in place for them to explore the Titanic, final resting place for 12,000, which is 12,000 people below the surface. You think? I mean, basically, when you go to do this as a tourist, you're not doing this as an explorer, you're doing this as a tourist. Just like people that go hiking in places that without maps. Then we gotta go use state money, federal money to go save them.
12: At the same time, if you always play play it safe, life's pretty boring. But you're a
0: tourist. You're not Bob Ballard in nineteen eighty five. Bob Ballard's the one who found it. Congratulations, you took great risk. You went down there in dark in dark waters. I get it. But this is well established. You're just going to go down, and you're going to look. You're only helping yourself experience something different, in my view.
2: From the Fox News radio studios in Midtown Manhattan, it's the fastest growing radio talk show, Brian Kilmead. I
0: have one latest moment to the Brian Kilmead show. So glad you're here. Number three uh, ranked on Talkers Magazine, uh, and hopefully number one in your heart. Martha McCallum. Uh, anchor of the story coming up in 20 minutes, Senator John Kennedy standing by. We know the President of the United States is going to talk about Bidenonomics today. He, that's going to be his re-election theme. Let's talk about how good the economy is. Senator John Kennedy standing by. His appropriations, budget, judiciary, and joins us now. Senator, do you think it's a good move to talk about Bidenomics to get four more years in office? Do people of Louisiana feel as though the economy's strong?
8: Brian, I think that President Biden's number one accomplishment has been to uh, to lower the standard of living, the quality of life, the American people, and uh, it has his it has been led by his so-called Bidenomics. Uh, inflation is gutting the American people like a fish. In in my state, um, the average Louisiana family is spending an extra $740 a month, not a year, a month, about $9,000 a year, because of President Biden's policies. And President Biden has a tough job here. Um, He's he's got to try to convince the American people that— that their 401ks are crashing and that uh, figuratively speaking, people have to sell blood plasma in order to go to the grocery store because the economy is so good. And nobody believes that. And it is, uh, look, I don't hate President Biden. I don't hate anybody, but he's he's just been abysmal.
0: And I want you to hear what he said. This is going to be the message to get to get him four more years.
3: I'm pretty sure you saw it in your home. What I saw in mine, not a lot of trickle down from my parents' kitchen table when I was growing up. So we're changing. We decided to replace this theory with what the press is now called Bidenomics. I don't know what the hell that is, <laughs> but it's working. Let me tell you, what it's about it's about building an economy, literally, not figuratively, from the bottom up and the middle out, not the top down. Because when the middle class does well, everybody does well.
0: But it comes from the top. Almost all economic principles stem from there. If you're in a free, if you're in a free economy,
8: well, it does. And and President Biden's team. I don't know how President Biden per- personally feels. I think President Biden's position is whatever they put on the teleprompter. But but uh, President Biden's people clearly believe that we need to have a government-planned economy and even a government-planned life. Um, This bunch in Washington, which is led by the, the, the berserk wing of the Democratic Party, just thinks we need to have a rule for everything. And honestly, deep down, they feel contempt for the American people. At best, they have a blind spot for the lives and concerns of ordinary Americans, but but they don't seem to believe in government by democracy. It's sort of government by experts, and they're the experts, and they think they're smarter and more virtuous than the American people, and if you disagree with them, they call you a racist and a deplorable, and that's what's – among other things, is is what's wrong in our country today. And the American people know something's wrong.
0: And, hey, you know, we got an election. You got to find out people's background. I'm not into going after Whitewater or things that don't matter to the American people. But you should find out if the president's involved with other countries uh, doing deals on his influence that he has in Washington. And the more we move forward with this investigation and the Republican House has had the majority for just a few months, the more you say to yourself, how could this not have been Uh, brought out sooner. You have this Gary Shapley who's going to be on tonight with Brett Baer. Come forward and say this investigation into Hunter Biden and the Biden family was stopped at every corner when we got to anything to do with Joe. And then it also was stopped anything to do with Hunter and international business dealings. And then we're seeing some WhatsApp uh, information that talks about Hunter Biden talking with the higher ups in CEFC, a Chinese company with direct links to the Chinese government and talked about how the Bidens produce, as I summarize. But I was most stunned by the 21st paragraph in the New York Times when they talk about the insinuation and the accusation from Gary Shapley that David Weiss was stopped from moving forward on an investigation, that Merrick Garland told us he would not be stopped, he could go wherever he wants with it. They say this. Mr. Weiss reached out to the top federal prosecutor in Washington, Matthew Graves, to ask to pursue charges, and he was rebuffed. Now, Merrick Garland came out and said that wasn't possible, so we need to get answers on that. A similar request to prosecutors in the District of California, Los Angeles, also rejected. Shapley testified. Now, get this. A second former IRS official who has not been identified told Republicans the same story. And here's the best part. The episode was confirmed independently by the New York Times by a person with knowledge of the situation. So the Times acknowledged that Weiss's effort to bring criminal charges against Hunter Biden was rebuffed in L.A., something Merrick Garland said was not possible. Senator, where do you go from here?
8: Well, I think the uh, I think everybody should take a deep patriotic breath and let's get the facts. Fact number one is that the American people are entitled to know if their president is a thief. Now, I'm not saying that the president is or isn't. I don't know, um, but they sure are acting defensively. Mr. Hunter Biden's laptop th- changed everything. I know the many members of the media and the president himself su- uh, tried to suppress it, but it changed everything. The other, uh, the other factors that have changed a lot have been the whistleblowers. Um, Merritt Garland, but G- Attorney General Garland, says that uh, – Mr. Hunter Biden's prosecution was – or or case was fully investigated, and his prosecution was fair. You have some very credible whistleblowers saying that's not true. One of them – or one of the sides is lying, Brian, and the American people are entitled to know what the facts are and who's lying.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, and they want to get us distracted, Senator Kennedy, and say, well, the guy had an addiction. You know people in life have an addiction. He loves his son. Nothing to do with it. That goes without saying. Now, everybody knows. I'm not going to judge anyone on addiction and what they decided to do when they were addicted and when they decide to get rehab. And a parent makes their own decision on when to break with the kid. But these family decided, why don't we put all our money and all our plans with the crack addict? And he, he 12 separate times Joe Biden sat in meetings going to Rob Walker With Hunter Biden and his business associates and Devin Archer, you guys got it. I know in the Senate, you're the majority, but in the House, they got to bring these people forward because it can't be Brian Kilman and Senator Kennedy and Senator Rubio saying one thing and then having Jamie Raskin saying something different. And the average voter goes, I don't know. I can't keep up with it because this is a this is a black and white situation. This is either it did happen or didn't. And these guys were all there. And they want to, they paid for their walkers in trouble legally, and Devin, uh, Devin Archer is going to prison. The guy in China is in jail in China for corruption. So everyone around Hunter Biden pays the price, except Hunter Biden and his dad.
8: Well, I believe, number one, Brian, all, all good points. I believe, number one, that the good Lord gave each of us free will and, and with that responsibility. Um, Unless you're mentally ill, uh, you are 100% responsible for your actions, no matter what's going on in your life. That's point one. Um, Point two, this is the way I think the average American looks at this. For years and years, Russian companies, Ukrainian companies, Chinese companies gave millions and millions and millions of dollars to Mr. Hunter Biden. Who gave it to members of his family? They did. They, they chose him because his last name is Biden. They didn't get his name off the zip recruit. Uh What did he do for the money? And the average American is going to President Biden and when he was Vice President, Vice President Biden, knowing his son is getting all these these millions of dollars from foreign actors. Did he not know anything about this? Did he never inquire? Did it did it never did it never come up over the Fourth of July of barbecue? I mean, it's just not it's not reasonable. And the American people want answers, and they're entitled to them.
0: I want you to hear what uh, Gary Shapley said about the Hunter case, and this is a black and white situation. Cut six.
5: If this was any other person, they likely would have already served their sentence. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers. How much did Hunter Biden owe in taxes? So from 2014 to 2019, it was $2.2 million. So your your reaction,
0: I don't know if he had an accountant do that, uh, because not many people I know do their own taxes. So especially when they're complicated. Was he actually, he had the audacity not only to do these things, but to write these things off? Senator Kenny, can you wrap your head around that?
8: It's difficult, Brian. Look, here's what President Biden needs to do if he wants all this to come to an end. He needs to call a press conference, not put a time limit on it, and answer every single one of these allegations. And then he needs to turn to his FBI and his Justice Department and say, release everything, release everything. Why Mr. Hunter Biden was charged as he was, why he wasn't charged with this, release everything that you have about his involvement with these foreign companies and President Biden's involvement, if any. And if if you're truly innocent, um, you would do that. If And particularly if you want all this to stop. Now it could be much worse. I think there are many members of the media are covering, are, are not covering this, but a lot of members of the media are. Yep. And 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 it is a major issue, and it has to be addressed. And if it's not, people are going to assume the worst. That's what I would do if I were, were President Biden. Now I know, I know his people are are scared to put him out there. Uh, the American people understand that they don't like it, but they have observed, or at least this is what they think, that the president can't finish a sentence without taking a nap. That may that may be un- unfair, but that's what the American people think. Um, he could refute that and and refute all these these allegations about himself and Mr. Hunter Biden if he would just talk to the American people and tell them the truth. I don't think they're going to do that. But that's what I would do.
0: Yeah, this just came in. The president does not do interviews. He doesn't show up at press conferences. His people don't answer any of these questions. They literally say, no, we will not answer these questions. I never saw anything like it. I, I don't remember if Sarah Huckabee Sanders or Kaylee McEnany ever said, no, I'm not going to answer anything. And the president actually stopped every day and talked to the press. And please tell me the press doesn't miss that. They do. I don't care what outlet you work for. So today, this is what the president said when asked about the situation in Russia.
3: It's hard to tell, but he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. He's losing the war at home. And he has uh, become a bit of a flyer around the world. And uh, It's not just NATO. It's not just the European Union. It's Japan. It's, it's uh, you know, it's 40 nations.
0: <laughs> so he's losing the war in Iraq?
8: <laughs> well, look. The American people are not stupid, as I've said before. They're, they they may not read Aristotle every day because they're too busy earning a living, but the American people can see all of this, um, and and that's why uh, President Biden polls right up there with Bud Light. You know, I mean, they see all this, and the only way to change the the minds of the American people who do see all this is to hit it head on. And just to call a press conference and say, here I am, I've got all day well into the evening, and I'm going to release everything, and I will stay until no one asks any more questions. Do a Governor Christie Uh,
0: in New Jersey, and Senator Kennedy, that would be nice, but that will never happen.
8: Probably not. Uh, But that is also why President Biden's problems will continue. And as I say, I don't hate him. I don't hate anybody. But the American people are entitled to know if their president is a thief, and I'm not saying he is, but I am saying there there is evidence out there, and it's very serious uh, about the activities right. of his son, right, and and the extent to which he was involved in them.
0: And, 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 I, and right, and I think that 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 figures into your vote. Forget about corruption and and, and conviction. How about this? We should know everything before we vote. And then we well, sure. And, and we didn't last time. And we do now. And my, my exit question, I'm an over. Um, we watch William. This this laptop was confirmed by the FBI in, in October of twenty nineteen. How come William Barr didn't know about it? Or did he? How come President Trump didn't know about it? And did he does that? You know, the inner workings of the government. Would that be something people should know?
8: Well, yeah, and those are all good questions, and they should be asked. I'm, I'm disappointed in, in some members, not all, but some members of our media for, for not being more curious about all this. Yep. That's a separate issue. The Internet's just swallowing traditional newspapers. You can, you can see it in my state, in Louisiana. I know. Senator- What's left of news- Fighters in my state. All left Senator,
0: the it's always fascinating talking to you. Senator John Kennedy, an impactful center for Louisiana. Thanks so much. Back with you calls. Martha McCallum on deck.
2: If you're interested in it, Brian's talking about it. You're with Brian Kilmead.
0: Hey Martha, I went a little long with our favorite one of our favorite senators, Senator Kennedy. But who do you have today on your show to move this story forward on the Hunter situation?
7: So we're going to be speak, uh, speaking with Shapley's attorney, Tristan Levitt, about basically, you know, just to put it in a broad stroke, the efforts that were made by David Weiss to continue to pursue this um, this investigation and that it was shut down both in D.C. and in Los Angeles. Um And that was confirmed by several people who were witnesses to the David Weiss meeting um, when he said it's really not um, uh, it's really not up to me. What I don't understand is why Weiss then recently said, you know, I had all all the control I needed
0: in a letter to Jim Jordan.
7: Right. So why why did he say that? Is he embarrassed that he lost control of this thing? Or I'd love to know. I mean, everyone would like to talk to David Weiss, obviously.
0: Because I'll tell you, Merrick Led leans on the fact that David Weiss was appointed by Donald Trump and he has full control of the investigation he had already started. And I have something else. I think, I don't know if we discussed this last time you were in last week. The fact is, the FBI knew about the laptop, according to Shapley, and was confirmed in October of 2019. Who was president? Donald Trump. Yeah. Who was attorney general? Bill Barr. Bill Barr. Did, did Did the FBI keep that fact? From Bill Barr, when they say, I just got to tell you, this guy running for president, they're intertwined with international business deals revolving Ukraine and China. What did know. they keep it from them? And it yep. was Rudy Giuliani was the Christopher Columbus of this situation.
2: Radio that makes you think this is the Brian Kilmeade show.
5: If this election is about Biden's failures and our vision for the future, we are going to win. If it's about relitigating things that happened two, three years ago, we're going to lose. And so I can tell you this. I can tell you this. I can point you to Tallahassee, Florida on, I believe, January 5th. 2023, uh, we had a transition of power from my first administration to my second because I won re-election in a historic fashion. And at the end of the day, you know, we need to win and we need to get this done. So uh, I wasn't anywhere near Washington that day. I have nothing to do with what happened that day. Obviously, I didn't enjoy seeing, you know, what would happen. But we've got to go forward on this stuff. We cannot be looking backwards and be mired in the past.
0: And Governor DeSantis yesterday in New Hampshire, same time he had – there was an event, a women's event for – that President Trump was invited to as a guest at the same time. They definitely are going for each other's jugular. Martha McCallum here, her show is at 3. You will interview Governor DeSantis today. But he took questions yesterday. He was criticized earlier for – having a speech and not taking any questions, he said, all right, I'll take questions.
12: Yeah,
7: absolutely. And I thought that was a really interesting exchange. I think you see his campaign sort of entering the next phase where he's doing more interviews. He's talking to people on the campaign trail. And I think that's a great development because I think people do need to have that back and forth with the candidates. And I look forward to speaking with him today about a, a number of issues, including the border, where he spent time earlier this week and where he made some you know, very... Uh, forceful statements about how he would approach it.
0: I don't think the see. I don't think Governor DeSantis is vulnerable on COVID. So when Trump goes after him, I, I laugh. And I don't think Trump is vulnerable on the on our border because you know, Martha, you did the play by play. We don't have an absolute monarch or a king. You can't say I'm going to build a wall and I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything I can legislatively to build a wall. And he did best he could. He only got 1.8 billion from. Uh, Paul Ryan's house and what he tried to do there, some of the things that he made a mistake on to child separation, uh, parent separation. But know what that was? That was an aggressive anti-illegal immigration policy. So I don't know if Governor DeSantis, and you might disagree, if Governor DeSantis, I think, is a dry hole there trying to say that you're better on the border than Trump. Do you you think I'm wrong?
7: Well, I mean, I think obviously if, if Trump had had a second term, he would have— finished a lot of what he started. Right. And one of the biggest travesties is all of the materials that were left on that border that we paid millions and millions of dollars for. They're just rotting down there. I for the life of me, I can't understand why the Biden administration didn't at least say, look, we've already spent the money as a country on this part of the wall. Obviously, you need some sort of barrier there. We're going to keep going, but we're going to talk about what works, you know, as we move forward. So I think that was an enormous mistake on their part. I do think that some of the issues that Governor DeSantis is addressing now with regard to, you know, military efforts or um, agency efforts to go on the other side, if the cartels – you know, the cartels are winning the war. The cartels have the control of the border. You gave them the money. They, it, It's their policy that's underway at the border. The other thing I thought was very interesting from Governor DeSantis is this idea that of interdicting ships coming from China that are carrying precursor chemicals for fentanyl. And um, I think that's a, a very interesting idea. But one of the things that Trump did that was successful was tariffs with Mexico. That changed their whole way of looking at it pretty quickly, right? And the next thing you knew, you had Mexican officers on the other side of the border Preventing people from coming up through, so so you have to hit it on a number of different ways, and and I think Trump was on the right track with all that. Yeah,
0: and and the first country you step into outside your own, that's where you apply. That's where
7: you apply. That's the and, law. And by the way, and the twenty
0: thousand Marines on their southern on the, <laughs> yeah, the Mexican border, and it was working. They were down to four hundred forty thousand, and now we're up to four million, and now we have a situation in Manhattan where we have 52,000 70 plus thousand have come through 52,000 still here take it over countless facilities we just gave up another facility to fi- to house another 500 illegal aliens who we have to pay for we have to house and they can they're not supposed to be getting jobs
7: right well think about that once people cross the law allows them to stay, right? And you can talk all about catch and release and all of these. But the, the the point is to not let people cross until they've been processed. 80% north of 80% have no asylum argument, right? So that's why there's a barrier of importance that needs to be finished. And I think that people on both sides of the aisle agree mm-hmm. to this now.
0: And there's so much that we need. For example, you do need workers. They do want to come here. Right. You, you accelerate the visa program with a follow-up. It'll help the farmers. It'll help a lot of manufacturing. We all need that. Well, you, if you look at the population of Russia, even China, and certainly Japan, nobody wants to go there. No. So they want to come here, and we need the workers. So they're not they're not taking jobs. By the way, I know this personally because um, I have a, a my one of my uh, daughter's friends from Canada wants to stay in America, graduate college. Oh, you can't do it. And if you want, if they hire you. They have to prove to immigration that there's not an American for that white-collar job. That's right. And therefore, a lot of people pass. They don't want to deal with the paperwork.
7: It's so- insane what's going on at the border because everywhere else that you try to get into the country, forget it. Yeah. Right? Try to jump the turnstile at JFK when they ask for your passport. I mean, um, you'll be arrested in a second. And also, so many of the people who are crossing at the border – are coming from Senegal. They're coming from all over the world. RFK Jr. was talking about this yeah. the other day. He said that he was down there meeting families, and only two families came from Central and Latin America. The rest were all from from Africa, from China, from all over the world. Because
0: the word's out. This is the time uh, to get in. Here is Trump you going in. get a at, free
7: flight to wherever you want to go.
0: Right. here, DeSantis went after Trump, so then Trump, also in New Hampshire, same time, went after the governor of Florida. Cut 30.
4: In New Hampshire, we have a 47 percent to DeSantis with 13%. And by the way, he's holding he's holding an event right now, which is considered not nice, you know, because candidates go through. It's not very really nice. But he's holding an event right now to compete with us. There's only one problem. Nobody showed up.
0: So they're getting personal. They're going after it. And so far, Trump did open up a bigger lead, picked up another two points, 49 to 19. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's frustration, perhaps, on DeSantis' part, or is it too early?
7: I would I would say there probably is some frustration. I don't know if they would, you know, if he would say that. Um, but I think that there's probably frustration on the part of all of the Republican candidates that they're having such a hard time breaking through. And one of the questions that I have for all of them is, you know, what's the catalyst? You know, you're in this to win it. What do you think is going to shift this dynamic that's going to change? You know what they're hoping for. President Trump having a 49, 50 percent uh, lead in or forty nine or fifty percent of of the primary voter polling. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can see things on the horizon, whether they're legal or otherwise. But um, for right now, the it, the dynamic is not changing.
0: But you know what they're hoping for, and why Will her just grabbed in. They want the indictment turning into conviction, opening up the whole thing, or Trump sitting there in court and people changing their opinion.
7: I, you know, I may be out on a limb on this, but I don't think any of these legal battles happen before the election. The meat of them, an actual trial. I think you're going to see the Trump attorneys do everything they can to delay, delay, delay. And they have good grounds to delay because they're looking at a former president of the United States who's currently running for office. So I think those arguments are going to be heard in a number of levels in our judicial system. And I, I will be surprised if there are actual trials before the election
0: and just the buildup and the turmoil and the Jack Smith leaks that come out and the audio that's out there, they're saying, do you really want this chaos? That, to me, is where Trump is vulnerable. But you
7: can't untrench those Trump loyal voters. I think Maybe. that's going to be very difficult. I, I so read a quote from this woman out, the other day. She said, we need to have his back now more than ever. Yeah. Okay? So you so, need him
0: out. If, if you're running against him, you need him out because you can't beat him. Is that what you're thinking?
7: I, I In the current environment, I don't think so.
0: And that's why when people say, uh, I read read today, yesterday about Look out for Youngkin. Really, what's Youngkin going to do different? Well, no,
7: but the only thing that they're—I think—they're all hoping is that there is some kind of dynamic shift. And I don't know that we know what that is right now. I don't know that we can look ahead and say, "Oh, it's going to be this or that." But what we do know, covering elections for all these years, is that things do happen and the dynamic does change. And that is why all of these people—and rightfully so—it's an open process. You know, they're, they I give voters the chance to meet you to get to know you on these in New Hampshire and Iowa and everywhere else. And if you can be the guy who, or the woman who changes that dynamic, go for it.
0: Martha McCallum's going to go for it. She's got Ron DeSantis in a couple of hours, a few hours. Uh, also has uh, Levitt, uh, Tristan Levitt, who's, who's uh, representing the whistleblower. Uh, Gary Sh- Shapley. So this is a uh, – you're going to have a fascinating show at three. Are you going to wear that? I think so, yeah. I think it's a good move.
7: Yeah. I also uh, – Charles Payne and I are going to talk to some – Fox interns about professional work life and behavior, because I read this really interesting article that said that because a lot of these kids were COVID college students, they don't really know. They have questions about how to act in the workplace. You can do that on television? So we're, yeah. So we're going to take their questions about, you yeah. know, professional behavior and what it's like to work in the office, which, you know, I'm an enormous fan of.
0: Yes. Uh, we
2: like to go to work.
7: Yes. We like to go to work.
0: We are privileged. Uh, back in a moment.
2: Giving you everything you need to know. You're with Brian Kilmeade. Breaking news, unique opinions. Hear it all on the Brian Kilmeade Show.
3: Will you be talking about the Uyghurs in your campaign? The what? The Uyghurs. What's a Uyghur? Okay, we'll come back to that.
2: You Gave me homework. You, uh, I'll, I'll
3: look at what it uh, was. It. what did you call it? A weevil The Uyghurs. You really you need to about know about the Uyghurs, Mayor. We got to talk about I it every will, day.
2: I okay. Will, I will. I will talk about. I will. Forward, I will search Uyghurs. I'm. I'm a good learner. I'm a fast learner.
0: Tried to cover for himself, Mayor Suarez, who we love here on this show. is Great friend of the show. Uh, extremely talented. Helped us out with the little Havana special. First time I had a chance to meet him. He's running for president. And with you, Hewitt, uh, Martha McCallum, he got caught. Uyghurs are the group that's being uh, subjected to genocide in China, over a million strong, because they're Muslims, because they looked at his enemy as a state by President Xi. He has wrapped them up. He's harvested their organs in some cases. He has taken their lives away, made them convert, and put them in slave labor camps. you got to know that.
7: And that's it's an issue. I remember us asking candidates about it back in 2016. So it's not a new issue. This has been around for some time. Uh, it's kind of, you know, an Aleppo, Gary Johnson moment, which was What's devastating Aleppo? for him. He said, what is an Aleppo? Right? right. Which obviously was a under siege city in Syria. Um it's interesting, you know, Gary Johnson, even in that moment, I went back to look at it afterwards, he tried to clean it up and he sort of demonstrated some knowledge of what's going on, what was going on generally between the Kurds and our our alliance with them and all of that. Um, and so we see a little bit of cleanup on the part of, of Suarez as well on this saying that he he does understand the issue. You know, this is why you have to be careful when you run for president and you really have to be ready, right? You've got to be ready for all the questions. You have to do a lot of drilling and briefing and understanding of the things that uh, might not be in your in your zone as as mayor of Miami. And I agree with you. I think he's um, a person who is is a rising star for sure in his party. But that was not a good moment.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know what you do the next day is you don't say I misheard it. Yeah. Um, One thing it's easy to do is – and you know this too in – when you do the books, like it's the other way. When you read books, I, I know the words and all of a sudden it's pronouncing them. So I'm writing this stuff and I go, wait, how do you pronounce that guy's last name? I, yes. you know, because you write it and then to pronounce it. Yes. I go, well, wait a second. When it comes to it, then I do the book on table, i have like, I've written this about 2,700 times. Yes, I had
7: that experience right. as well and about places in the Pacific. I was like, oh, I always thought it was said this way. And then you realize it's not. You have to do your homework.
0: So if you read the word Wiggers, it doesn't look like Wigger. Mm-hmm. So if you said, I gave you a question. And what do you want to answer it? You go. Well, I don't know how to pronounce this word. I don't think that's a problem. But the fact that he said Uyghurs is the yeah. uh, is the issue.
7: He said weeble, ha ha.
0: That's made it worse. Yeah. So today, in a situation like that, what is what is the crisis? I would call Ari Fleischer. Uh, I would mm-hmm. say, what does your crisis manager say? What What does your crisis manager say, Mr. Mayor? I Need to speak yeah. to you. We have to have. We got We got to get a plan for this. Yeah. What do you say?
7: Uh, I, you know, I think you have to attempt that. I think, you know, I don't know what his goal is. Obviously he is saying he wants to be president of the United States, or is he hoping that he can sort of plant a seed for larger office down the road? Um, but I would sort of approach it in in terms of what he did, a little damage control right out of the gate. And then he's got to just really dig in and come across as a substantive person who understands foreign policy from every moment here forward.
0: All right. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Gary Shapley's situation. Um, and we, I was talking about it with Senator, J- Senator Kennedy a short while ago. Here's what he told Brett, and it's going to air tonight, about, about Hunter Biden and the frustration he had. Cut one.
5: Between April and June of 2020, we, uh, we drafted an affidavit to execute search warrant in a couple of different locations. And the prosecutors at the time stated that probable cause had been achieved. But as we, we moved closer to the election, um, it just seemed like they kept putting it on the back burner and they eventually didn't allow us to do that search warrant, even though the legal requirements to execute that search warrant were met. And basically it was still, if you go into that guest house in Delaware,
0: you're going to find evidence, that's how we're looking to do.
7: So he, here's the thing that I can't help but hear when I listen to this. I can't help but think about the process in the same agency for crossfire hurricane where they didn't have what they needed Great point. to issue search warrants right. right and they were told they you don't have the foundation of an investigation here so what did they do then they wrote fake fisa applications and they put tags on you know George Papadopoulos and uh um, Carter, Car- Page. Carter Page so that is so that is so poorly reflective on this FBI They have to answer questions about how they treated these two things so dramatically differently because they need to care about restoring the integrity of the FBI. And these these two examples are so blatant. That um, they really have work to do.
0: So, just how you said with Carter Page, he was doing work for us.
7: That's right. And, and, they, they, and they they changed, changed that the word on to the say he wasn't. They said he wasn't doing work for us. Klein Smith. That's Klein Smith. What they got him on. He's one of the you know sort of lower level people who actually got in trouble uh, for something.
0: So here's more from
5: Shapley talking about where this was heading. There's still you know outstanding uh, tax doing owing above that six hundred and twenty thousand dollars that. Because of this this deal, they'll never uh, they'll never recoup. The most substantive uh, uh, felony charges were, were left off the table, which would have been what? Which would have been uh, evasion for fourteen, false return for eighteen and twenty nineteen. Okay, you have eighty seven thousand
0: IRS agents who are going to harass people like we've never been harassed before because too many of these rich people don't pay their fair share. You've lost that talking point.
7: A hundred percent. And and the president, I think it would behoove him to speak about it a little bit more specifically to say, which many parents have had to say at different points in our lives. You know, I love my child, but he screwed up and you have to pay your taxes in this country and he is going to make good on it. He did make good on I guess he paid the money back. And also we have very serious have. gun yeah. laws. And, you know, maybe, maybe you know, acknowledge it at least because people are not stupid. So please acknowledge what he did and then tell us how much you love him. That's OK. We get it.
0: Well, you know, too, that Hunter Biden said he was sitting next to his dad when he was writing that threatening text message. And, you know, he was at the Four Seasons, according to Rob Walker, mm-hmm. meeting with his business partners. So the problem is it doesn't end 80 there. 80
7: visits to the White House with business associates when his father was vice president.
0: Martha, I can't wait for your show today at three.
7: Thanks, Brian. Always right. good to see you.
0: I look forward to seeing you with Governor DeSantis and uh and Tristan
6: Levitt. Tristan Levitt, thank you. <laughs>